Welcome to Positive Adoption, where you can find adoption, foster care, and trauma-informed parenting all in one place. I'm Kathleen Guire, your host, mother of seven, four through adoption, former National Parent of the Year, author, teacher, and speaker. But more than any of those things, I'm a parent just like you. I know what it's like to raise kiddos from hard places. I used to feel as if I were the only one struggling, and because I felt that way, I isolated myself. I don't want you to feel alone in your parenting journey. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for Positive Adoption, a coffee break podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. It's been... Oh, over a month since I've done the Positive Adoption podcast because we did five weeks of Homeschooling 101. And um, some of the ladies are still willing to do some podcasts once in a while. So that's kind of up in the air, kind of like the rest of life is sometimes right now. And that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit in my personal update I got to go see my sister yesterday. We met at a state park for, it was her birthday. We're Irish twins, which means we're the same age for a month of the year. And I hadn't seen my sister since March. And when I got home from the state park, which is a, you know, about a 50 minute drive, I was just exhausted emotionally, you know, and I've told you before, I've been going through a CFS crash. I've crashed my adrenals, so I have to be careful and I am taking medication. But anyways, besides that, it was just like emotionally exhausting. It was like on this super high, like, yes, I get to see her. And we had a great conversation. And then I came home and I was just so physically and emotionally drained. So I was texting Lori, who was part of the Homeschooling 101 tribe, one of the administrators, and um, she was telling me how exhausted she was after going to homeschool group and having to do a grocery pickup and um, then taking her daughter to dance and just going out and doing those things. And I said, well, I'm really sorry that you're exhausted, but I'm also glad that I'm not the only one. And that's kind of the theme about what I want to talk about today is just everything can, especially if you're an empathetic person. And I had a conversation with my daughter the other day uh, just about how normal things can be so overwhelmingly taxing on your body right now. And we can leave ourselves wondering, what is wrong with me? So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that as it applies to your kiddos and you and your family in a few minutes. But that's just my personal update. If you find yourself, like if you go to the grocery store And you come home and you're like, oh my goodness, you know, actually go in the grocery store and shop or even do a grocery pickup and just, it can just be more exhausting than normal. So if you're feeling that way, you are not the only one. Give yourself time to rest. 
Give yourself time to take a break, even if you have small kiddos. I know that that's difficult, but I remember when I had seven kiddos at home just going to the grocery store and taking them could be exhausting, but a lot of times I remember just making sure I bought a dinner that was quick for that evening, and when we got home, some kids would take a nap and some kids would watch a movie, and we would just, you know, take a break. Be kind to yourself. There's some sort of thinking that's going around, which I kind of caught a hold of when this whole COVID thing started, and I just don't think it's a right way of thinking, is thinking that because you are at home most of the time now, that you should be getting loads and loads of stuff done. I just don't think that that will work out in the long run because you're not being kind to your body. Now, if you have the energy to do that and you feel like doing that, then yes. But if you just feel like you need extra rest, then take it. Make sure you take it in whatever way you can. And don't listen to this and say, oh my goodness, I don't know how I can get extra rest because I have little kids. Ask God to show you, whether it's you sit on the couch where they're watching Peppa Pig or you leave the dishes for a couple hours until you've had yourself a coffee break and a snack and, and then you tackle that. There's all kinds of ways of doing that. Okay, so taking up a lot of time on that, but I think that's really important. Just know that you are not alone if you are feeling exhausted or if you can't be on social media. I took a whole nother week off of social media and it was so wonderful because I, I just, I can't scroll. I can't look at, okay, so moving on here. All right. So in the community update, one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this topic is because I looked at the, the podcast on iTunes and how to stunt the growth of anxiety in your children is still getting more listens than any other episode right now, which means your kids are still feeling anxiety and you're trying to figure out how to deal with it. Which brings me to our topic for today is just decision fatigue. There's so much fatigue and I, I truly believe that a lot of this is part of a spiritual battle on our nation, on Christianity, on moral and good and right and things that God would want to be done. I'm tearing up here a little bit. I think that there's an attack. And we as Christians need to put on our spiritual armor every day and we need to be fighting through prayer, not fighting through social media. We need to be fighting through being on our knees, reading the word, living the word, being obedient to the word. And I didn't mean to say all that, but <laughs> obviously I can't get to the topic. But no, I think that's extremely, extremely important. So if you are feeling a heavy weight, it can be spiritual and your kids can be feeling that too. I think we often think as adults, we feel these heavy weights of making major decisions for our family, whether to virtually school them, whether to send them to the school, whether to um, join the soccer team, whether, you know, all of these things that we're making decisions 
for our children, they feel that decision fatigue too. So if you are asking your kids to make a decision, do you want to participate in this? Do you want to do this? I know when I'm feeling emotionally exhausted just from doing an event, going doing something, and my husband asks me something like, how many pieces of broccoli do you want on your plate? I just really don't have the energy. I don't want to make that kind of decision. So if you find that your children don't want to make that kind of decision and they're melting down more because they're mirroring what's going on around them, whether you think they're absorbing it or not, be patient with them. Make the decision for them. Regulate for them. Do it for them, even if they have a fit afterwards. Because sometimes we can make a decision, provide a need for our kiddos, and they still melt down, which means internally they're not feeling regulated. They're not feeling safe. Not that they aren't safe, but they're not feeling it. And um, my good friend, Sandra Flock, she wrote an article for Focus on the Family about helping kids who have had trauma, kids who have had adop- been adopted or are foster kids, just be able to make it through this season to regulate and what kinds of things we can do for ourselves. Like we need to have self-care. We need to, and I know sometimes that's not a very popular word in Christian circles because, you know, people get this vision that you want to go to the tanning bed and you want to get your nails done and you want to go to the gym and do all these things and not take care. And that's not what I mean at all. And if those are things that you do to take care of yourself, I'm not saying don't do them, but I'm saying that self-care is not a selfish thing. Self-care is taking care of yourself so that you can take care of those around you. That means going to bed at night. That means getting enough sleep so that when your family is around during the day, you can take care of them. So self-care is taking care of yourself so that you can take care of others. That means eating healthy food, drinking lots of water, reading the word, reciting the word. And I will tell you one of the things that whenever I am not feeling well, it drives me to the word. It drives me there. And I will be, you know, I've written a bunch of scriptures in this. I have this notebook where I'm just keeping scriptures. And I will read them out loud to myself before I go to sleep. Because I want to be covered in that instead of covered in something else while I'm sleeping. And that's something you can do for your kiddos. Pray the word over them. When you feel that they can't make a decision or they can't regulate or they're too exhausted to tell you whether they want a drink of water or a drink of milk, I'm not saying stop right there and slap your hands on their head. I'm saying pray for them. Pray for them when they're sleeping. Pray for them. It's okay to even walk around your house. I did this um, last week when I was the only, the only one home for a little bit. I just turned on some praise music really loud and I was just kind of walking around the house and praying for all of my kids and all of my grandkids and just praying loudly because we have that 
sometimes we get so exhausted and we get into a position of depression and we feel so opposed that we forget that we have the sword of the word and that we can pray and that we have the breastplate of righteousness and we have the belt of truth. And then we, we can shod our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And if that means marching around and saying, Holy Spirit, you know, we want peace in our home. Come settle down here. Those kinds of things. Yes, you can do that. We should do that. You know, one of the scriptures that has been coming up in my mind a lot, a lot lately is that God has not given unto you a spirit of fear. And I like the Amplified Bible because God has not given to you a spirit of craven, cringing, fawning fear. And I'll go over the last bit of that scripture in a minute, but we get stuck there, don't we? We would just like to curl ourselves up in a little ball and hide under the covers when things get difficult emotionally, especially if you, like I said, if you're empathetic, if you're one of those people who gets on social media or even talks to a friend and, you know, you find out this person's going through this and this person lost their uncle and this person, you know, all of these things are happening. And before you know it, you know, 10 or 15 minutes in, you feel all of the feelings that all those other people are feeling. And then you have your own feelings and then you have your kids' feelings. So, and then your kids are mirroring that. And then they, they feel, they feel what you're feeling. They are looking at you and saying, how am I supposed to regulate today? How am I supposed to feel today? And if you're feeling, you know, even adult children, we were having, we were sitting down to dinner last night and my son, who was an adult sitting there, eating dinner with us and um, Jerry and I were both we must have looked like Eeyore <laughs> and he said what's wrong mom and dad we're like what what's wrong with you guys nothing's wrong we're just really tired and then we talked for a few minutes and we were you know just explaining you know had this you know did this today and it was a good thing we had a good time I got to go do this but I'm just really tired right now there's nothing really wrong and it's okay to explain that to your kids. Just say, you know what? There's nothing wrong with mommy. She's just tired. Sometimes I get tired. Sometimes I had a long day or I had to go to the grocery store and I had to go to the drugstore and I had to do these things and I'm just tired. And ask your kids to begin to put the finger on their feelings. How are you feeling? And you might have to help them. Like I said, you might have to help them make decisions, whether they agree with your decision or not, help them regulate and help them put a finger on their feelings. Are you feeling tired? Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling sad? Let's talk about these things. So I'm going to finish up with the rest of that scripture because God has not given you a spirit of fear, of craven, cringing, fawning fear, but he has given you a spirit of power and love, and a disciplined mind. Sometimes we skip that part. We just recite the first part, like, okay, God didn't give me this fear. Okay, but what did he give you instead? He gave you 
a disciplined mind. He gave you, he gave you power. He gave you love. And there's a scripture in third John. I can't remember exactly where it was, was, you know, may you, may your health prosper. And I'm paraphrasing as your soul health prospers. And that's been on my heart a lot too. We have to get some soul health back. We have to start ministering the gospel to our emotions and to our feelings and not letting our feelings rule the day and getting into the word and letting our soul prosper and then our health can prosper in other ways. So thanks for joining me today. I know I was a little scatterbrained on this one. I am recording early in the morning because I wanted to get this done while these thoughts were fresh in my mind. And thanks for joining me and I will see you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to Positive Adoption. Make sure you subscribe to KathleenGuire.com to receive your gift of five things, a tiny handbook for foster and adoptive families, and receive a monthly newsletter, plus updates when new books or courses are released. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, Spotify, or YouTube, and leave a review so other listeners can find positive adoption and know the value of the show. You're also welcome to send me an email to positiveadoption at gmail.com. Follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Kathleen Guire. Thanks for being part of the Positive Adoption Community.